This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Did somebody say crank up the volume? No one said crank up the volume. Damn it. If you don't mind. I would begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. This is, of course, a picture of former President Ronald Reagan uh, naturally firing a, a machine gun while riding on the back of a dinosaur. You'll notice a couple of important features here. Uh, first of all, uh, the rocket launcher uh, strapped to President Reagan's back. And then the stirring, unmistakable patriotism of the velociraptor holding up a tattered American flag. A symbol of all it means to be an American. And now, it leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. Our feature presentation. Those are all things that have been said about the Kevin Bean Show. And welcome into another one this time for a Tuesday, the 2nd of April. Hey, fam. Hello. Seth. That uh, that audio in the open about uh, President Reagan riding a dinosaur, yeah, with uh, with a machine gun, mm-hmm. the flag, and the flag, mm-hmm. that was uh, that was on on the Senate floor. That was part of a speech from a, a Republican from Utah named Mike Lee. What I thought it was like from Detroiters or something. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that's from real life. No, that that happened. What? He but, uh, he brought props. He he was uh, he was talking about the green uh, the new green deal. Mm. Uh-huh. Let me see. I think I have another one too. He was talking about that, and he was talking about how how dumb it was and how it like depends on elephant farts or whatever. Like the yeah. weird Republican spin on it is. Yes, it was one of those. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Give me one second here because I'd love to find it. I assumed it was like I was like oh another Parks and Rec clip clip that I don't Something. know about. Yeah. 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 Oh oh it was, it was totally real. Oh, yeah. Boy, I can't find it. I'm sorry. I mean, I we can t- probably fill in the holes after hearing... Uh... I got too much stuff here. I mean, Jensen's talking about filling in holes. <laughs> You're talking about dinosaurs and oh, Reagan a, and... Right, here's I, another one. What's happening? Here's another one. This is a picture of Aquaman. <laughs> a superhero from the undersea kingdom of Atlantis. And uh, notably here, a founding member of the Super Friends. I draw your attention, Mr. President... To the twenty-foot impressive seahorse he's riding. Okay. <laughs> so his point was the spin on on AOC and the New Green Deal and everything is that they're trying to eliminate all cows in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to be allowed to fly anymore. All planes will be gra- grounded. <laughs> right. So his point was, what about the people in Hawaii? Are they going to have to depend on Aquaman and a seahorse in order to get back and forth to the mainland? And what about the tourists? Someone has to tell his voice to be sarcastic, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like he's. Making- 
missing one element of sarcasm, and it just sounds like it's a real like when you pull the clip, it's like he's just giving a speech. Right. Yeah. So so you appreciate his material. You just say he needs to work on his delivery. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. No, it's uh, it's great, and it's it's well worth uh, it's well worth check it out. Um, he, I don't think he was voting for it, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm, right. That's what it sounded like with it. But I love that he brought props. And mm. I love that he had staff that had to had to get that stuff made. Like he had to send one of his congressional aides down to Kinko's mm. and print out a, an eight-foot photo of President Reagan riding a dinosaur. Yeah, and he had to go through to check if it's high-res enough. There's a bunch of things he had to do. <laughs> That's somebody's job right yeah. there. Uh, and by the way, AOC uh, retweeted that speech and said, uh, lesson learned here is if this guy I can be a senator. You can do anything, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. All right, we got a big uh, program today, and we got a lot to get to. But I want to start with uh, this because uh, this happened while I was out last week, and I'm especially curious to get your take on it, uh, Ali. It's uh, it's leggings gate that has sure. been ripping the nation apart. <laughs> At Notre Dame, I guess a mom of a student there on uh, the 25th of March Mm -hmm. wrote a letter to the newspaper. I've thought about writing this uh, letter for a long time. I waited, hoping that fashions would change and such a letter would be unnecessary, but that doesn't seem to be happening. I'm not trying to insult anyone or infringe upon anyone's rights. I'm just a Catholic mother of four sons with a problem that only girls can solve. Mm -hmm. Leggings. Oh, what's the problem? How do you solve a problem like leggings, right? <laughs> Is that your sound of music? <laughs> yeah, it's what it was, yeah. The emergence of leggings as pants some years ago baffled me. They're such an unforgiving garment. Last fall, they obtruded painfully on my landscape. Boy, that's a wow. that's a great sentence. It's, it's not bad. Last yeah. fall, they obtruded painfully on my landscape. Yeah. It's Edgar Allan Poe-esque. I was at a mass at the Basilica with my family. In front of us was a group of young women, all wearing very snug-fitting leggings and all wearing short-waisted tops so that the lower body was uncovered except for the leggings. Some of them truly looked as though the leggings had been painted on them. Mm -hmm. A world in which women continue to be depicted as babes by movies, video games, music videos, etc. makes it hard on Catholic mothers to teach their sons that women are someone's daughters and sisters, that women should be viewed first as people, and all people should be considered with respect. If I could go off script for a minute here, doesn't it sound like all women should be treated, uh, considered with respect, except the part where we allow them to dress how they're comfortable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, yeah. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Um, I talked to my sons about... Um, uh, I, I talked to my sons about Princess Leia and how Jabba the Hutt tried to steal her personhood by putting her into a slave girl outfit in which her body became the focus. That's the only scene in the whole franchise in which Leia appears that way, and it's forced upon Just her. FYI, this is the second story now where fictitious things are entering into <laughs> yeah. the world of reality, yeah. and that's yes. concerning to me, but go on. I will Leggings. say, though, I will say, if, if I wore the slave girl outfit to mass, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I'd be inappropriate. Yes, true. Yes. true. Okay. Right. Okay. It's hardly fair to compare them to leggings, right? right? Right. I mean, aren't leggings, if you're not wearing pajamas in college, you're wearing leggings. Absolutely. That's just the standard outfit they're, for they're college just girls. Sweats that uh, women with really rocking bodies can pull off. Yeah. They're That's just, it. they're comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, lady, I don't mm-hmm. want to uh, j- jump ahead too far here, but we're not responsible for your son or husband having trouble controlling his erection because a woman decides no. to be comfortable and wear leggings. That's the point of this whole email is stop making my sons horny. Yes. Is the whole point of the email. And you know what I say to that, lady? F off. Keep going, because now the whole city is turned against her. But keep going, because I hope her sons never have sex again. 
<laughs> Leggings are hardly slave girl outfits, and no one is forcing them on the countless young women who wear them. Which, by the way, is my point. No one is forcing them. Right. This isn't like you're you're taking somebody and saying we insist you wear this. This is a, a grown ass woman who wants to wear something that's appropriate and comfortable in her day. Yeah, it's not the school uniform. Right. But I wonder why no one thinks it's strange that the fashion industry has caused women to voluntarily expose their nether regions this day. I wasn't, I wasn't aware that vaginas were involved. Yeah. Yeah. Were you? Some leggings are clear um, in the front, and they just show your whole hoo-ha. Yeah, oh, I didn't realize uh-huh. that. She's yeah. making it seem like they're wearing the prince pants. Right. With like the, the right, butt the cut-out butt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was ashamed for the young women at mass. Well, why don't you just pray for them and shut up, lady? Right. Yeah. I thought of all the other men around and behind us who couldn't help Help but see their behinds. My sons know better than to ogle a woman's body, certainly when I'm around, and hopefully also when I'm not. They didn't stare, and they didn't comment afterward, but you couldn't help but see those blackly naked rear ends. Why do you, why's it got to be black, right? Yeah. I didn't want to see them, but they were unavoidable. How much more difficult is it for young guys to ignore them? All right, here's where she starts to swat down some of the defenses that these, these hussies have made about wearing leggings. <laughs> I've heard women say that they like leggings because they're, quote, comfortable. <laughs> Which, by the way, is not a word that needs to be in quotes. No, they wear it no. because they're comfortable. Uh, so are pajamas. So is nakedness. Which, again, is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, by the uh, way, nakedness is not comfortable out in public. No. That's true. And no one is suggesting that people go to mass with no clothes on. Right. The human body is a beautiful thing, but we don't go around naked because we respect ourselves and we want to be seen as a person, not a body, like slave girl Leia. She's really what? hung up on Empire Strikes Back. Has she seen any other movies? <laughs> <laughs> we don't go naked because we respect the other people who must see us, whether they would or not. They're not just my sons. They're the fathers and brothers of your friends, the male students in your classes, the men of every variety who visit campus. I'm fretting. Both because of unsavory guys who are looking at you creepily. By the way, lady, you're the one who's looking yeah. at them creepily. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And nice guys who are doing everything to avoid looking at you. For the Catholic, <laughs> for, for the nice Catholic mothers who want to find a blanket to lovingly cover your nakedness and protect you. To find scarves to tie over the eyes of their sons to protect <laughs> them for you. Last paragraph. Leggings are so naked, so form-fitting, so exposing. Could you think of the mother's... Of sons, the next time you go shopping and consider choosing jeans instead, let Notre Dame girls be the first to turn their backsides on leggings. You have every right to wear them, but you have every right to choose not to. Thanks for listening to the lecture. Catholic moms are good at those. Her name is Marianne White. Yeah. Stop horning up my son. Yeah. Yep. So you can imagine every girl in the school turned out the next day in leggings. Yeah. I mean, it was a mass. They may wear nothing else. Yeah. But leggings. I wonder if she put that same energy into emails and letters about, you know, pedophilia, mm-hmm. priests getting into some real bad stitches over mm-hmm. there in Catholicism, or if it's just about women wearing uh, pants that are making her sons and her husband horny. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say here if she's written any other strongly worded letters to the editor, but she certainly had 600 words on the yeah. leggings she saw at church. That's you know, for sure. Come to Judaism. We love those pants. Oh, that's nice. nice. Everyone's welcome. Yeah, we love it. All right. But can we just say, Sure. don't you think her four sons seeing that letter were like, great, Mom. Yeah. We're nice. I'm never getting laid now. Because she did a huge disservice to her family. Yeah, thanks for putting your real name on the letter, Mom. Appreciate that. Oh, my God. Reflects well on all of us. Honestly. Ladies, wear some leggings today.
do it for yourself. Be comfortable. Let's talk about today's all-new Kevin and Bean Show, shall we? Even Stanley likes that. Oh, Stanley's <laughs> excited about today's show. We didn't have time for it yesterday, but we will mm. break down Beer Mug on the air. Folks who are lucky enough to be up late on a Thursday. Is it Thursday night? Yeah, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Know that uh, Beer Mug does the all-night show. And I don't think we paid enough attention to the gold that he's bringing to K-Rock. So we'll mm-hmm. get into that today. Also, animal stories on the program today. If you fell for an April Fool's joke yesterday, Allie, we're going to want to hear from you. I am embarrassed and mortified and I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> I'm kind of a half also. Are I, you? Yeah, I may have half fell for something. Oh, I can't wait. Man. Uh, uh, Jensen is going to introduce to a new enemy of the program. Her name is JoJo. We don't want to be too hard on her because she's just a kid. Yeah, I have a disclaimer, but also maybe a little older than just a kid. But sure, oh, there's okay. a disclaimer of let's be half mean. Okay, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Uh, two chances for you to win passes for a weekend number one of Coachella, including access to the K-Rock Party House on the program today. That is a big deal because that show is sold out. And I saved the best for last. Two of our favorites. They've been coming on the program for 25 years, and they are back today. Dexter Holland and Noodles from The Offspring, ladies and gentlemen, are going to be joining us in studio. Not only are they fantastic musicians and have a great band, one of the all-time best here on K-Rock, they're two of the nicest and most fun guys ever. So we're very excited about that offspring stuff in the 8 o'clock hour. All that, and Allie's got what's happening next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening on this Kevin and Bean show for Tuesday? Well, I don't know if it was... um... Huge news when you were in England, but you might have been back by then. Listen, I'll just tell you what it is. On Saturday, when we found out that the Rolling Stones were postponing their upcoming U.S. and Canada dates, Mm -hmm. were you back in New Orleans by then? Here's what happened. Yeah. I'm standing at customs Mm -hmm. waiting for my bag to come, and I said, hey, guys, I said to the TSA guys, I say, I've been, uh, or the customs officials, I said, I've been out of the country for 10 days. What did I miss? And the guy says to me, first thing, he says, well, the Rolling Stones canceled their appearance at Jazz Fest. And I'm like, what? Because they were going to be headlining one yeah. night at yeah. New Orleans Jazz Fest, yep. which was the legendary festival. Here. And I said, what happened? And they said, it, they said it's a medical procedure. That's all they knew at that time. And then, of course, since then, I guess Drudge broke uh, what's really going on. Yeah, we found out um, because the Rolling Stones have um, also said, yep, this is what's happening. Mick Jagger is set to have a stent placed in his heart. Of course, when they made the announcement, they said Mick has been advised by doctors that he cannot go on tour at this time as he needs medical treatment. And people were like, no, what is happening? So now it turns out he's going to have a stent placed in his heart. The procedure will reportedly take place in New York City this week, and he's expected to make a full recovery. And because he's in extraordinary physical condition, they um, are going to book the rest of the tour, reschedule those dates for July. <laughs> That's so Un- crazy. Unbelievable. He's 75, 75 years old. Yes, yeah. he is. I don't know if you've seen the Stones lately. They have not slowed down Mm-mm. a bit. No. He runs the length of a 100-yard stage back and forth while dancing and singing for two and a half hours a night at 75 years old. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He's superhuman. They've yeah. made drugs very confusing. Yes. Right? Yeah. Although Mick has never, he's never been a big drug guy. Right. Certainly not like Keith. No. But he, uh, the, I heard they're doing the surgery during a show, is what I heard, <laughs> which really surprised me. For the encore. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I am, uh, I know that we're at the point where a lot of our rock and roll heroes we've already lost. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start losing Bowie and people like that, it's, it really starts to hurt. But we, this next few years, man, all these bands that uh, that people my age grew up with, we're going to lose them all. And it's going to In the next few suck. years? What have you yes. heard? 
Well, I'm just saying. Are all you these going guys on are... a real terrier? You oh, serial killer? I'm just south so fast. <laughs> In the I'm next just... eight months, we are going to lose all of them. That, I, don't he, ask he how I know. He thinks he's doing a service. I think he's giving a threat. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is the classic rock heroes that mm-hmm. I grew up with. Your Stones and your Claptons and your Led Zeppelins and your Who and right. bands like that and the remaining Beatles. They're all good. I mean, look, they're but all going to be in their 80s. you said they're going to die in three years. You said they're all going to be wiped out. The, the end th- is near. <laughs> you literally just said in three years. Yeah, he, no, said I said like he said it like years. this. He said, he goes, uh, you know, all the guys we love better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we're going to wake up to a lot of. I'm pretty sad uh-huh. about the rockers we're going to be losing. That's all. Right. And uh, th- don't you dare take Rolling Stones mm-hmm. from me. Don't what, you dare. Uh, when are you killing Robert Plant? I don't plan to kill him at all. I want okay. him to live forever. All I'm right. just saying it's he's not he's not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. What happens when you get to like a Peter Gabriel? Does he go on the list of people you're going to kill, Bean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he even in that upper echelon for you or where's like, what's wh- the cut? Where's off? the cut? Uh I'm gonna say it is uh, below it's uh, it's below Peter Gabriel, but above Phil Collins. So he'd better right. look out. Uh, wow. Wow. Hail Satan. Jeez. But the good news is that Mick Jagger is going to be fine, they say. Okay. Well, it's up to you, really. How do yeah. we feel about Brian Ferry? Um, I mean, he's, he's He'll okay. live. He's going to live. He's fine. Okay, Bean's not killing mm-hmm. Brian Ferry. He seems okay. to take care of himself, and he looked great at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing the other night. He's such a babe. Yeah. Ugh. I'm going to need a minute. All right, guys, let's talk about some birthdays because uh, these people are at least alive today. Uh-huh. No thanks to me. Oh, no thanks to you. Our buddy from Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Clark Craig. Clark, I love Clark, him. He's wonderful. Jesse Plemons, Michael Fassbender, Adam Rodriguez, Christopher Maloney, and for you radio nerds, Bean Jensen, Dr. Demento. Yeah! The great. Legend. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I just heard a uh, shocking update from our producer, David King of Mexico, about the 11th annual Kevin and Bean April Foolishness happening at Microsoft Theater on April 26th. There are a ton of $30 tickets available for that show. What? That what? is, I feel like what? that's that's too cheap, is what I feel. I mean, it would cost you that to see Greg Fitzsimmons and or Eddie Ift. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You throw in your Adam Ray and your Felipe Esparza and Jamie Lee and Ray Romano, plus the Kevin and Bean rap battle. Yeah. Haven't even mentioned that. With Jensen, your friend beatboxer Joshua from Drop yeah. the Mic. All of that happening on one night on one stage at the Microsoft Theater. Tickets are on sale for as low as 30 bucks. 30 bucks. That's two coffees. Yeah. yeah. That's six street hot dogs outside the Microsoft Theater. Yeah. Like Don't eat them for months. one night. One That's night we're asking you not to eat six hot dogs outside the Microsoft Theater. Save that money. Buy this ticket. I think uh, people are aware of uh, what $30 is. I don't think we need a lot of examples to get them to, to understand it. But uh, tickets are on sale right now through AXS.com. Proceeds benefit the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund and Cedar sinai NICU. We have raised, and I'm not, uh, I don't mean to brag, but we've raised over a million dollars for those charities Amazing. and charities like them in the previous 10 years. So why don't you be a part of it? Proceeds to a good cause, and it's a great night of entertainment. AXS.com. Join us for all that comedy. Bean. Yes, dear. Out of curiosity, does it concern you that more people wanted to be up super close? <laughs> like, 
do you are you going to wear something different now? Like I'm wondering about my pores. Like what's going to happen? <laughs> I am uh, uncomfortable with how close people like to be to me. Yes, right. very much so. If it were me, I would not sell any of the tickets up front. <laughs> and only sell the only ones at the thirty. Back. Right. Okay. Yes, that's okay. right. just the thirty dollars tickets. Got it. But look, I'm not running things. Mm-hmm. It's the Microsoft Theater. There are lots of great uh, vantage points. So buy your ticket. Uh, I heard the voice of a young beer mug in there. Yes, Bean, you did. How you doing, buddy? How you doing? So weird. That's a microphone, by the way, in front of you. No, I know, need I to tell you. Oh, you don't need to tell him. He's yeah. a broadcasting professional. What? He is. Bugs, uh, a lot of people may know you as a behind-the-scenes guy here on K-Rock. Sure. And, of course, you know, we feature you on the air over the past several years, and you do your cheers with Beer Mug, and you're our man on the street, and they talk to you when they answer the phone. But they may not realize that you have loftier ambitions than just being part of this dog and pony show. You're a star in your own right wow. every every Thursday night. Am I well, right? Wow. I mean, that might be over-exaggerating, but... Accept it. Yes, I'm going to take that from the broadcast legend himself, right. once known as Flash Phillips, Bean mm-hmm. Baxter. I, I was Flash Phillips. That's true. You are a star in your own right on Thursday night. So what happens? At midnight or 2 a.m. or something, you come, you come on before our Friday morning show. Yes, so uh, the midnight uh, Friday morning, I start mm-hmm. a five-hour overnight shift <laughs> where... Kevin Weatherby has given me the reins to talk on the world-famous K-Rock. Wow. Wow. You know, that's a job that, no joke, hundreds of other broadcasters out here would move to Los Angeles to work that shift. I know. It's pretty special. And like I said, you know, with the legends that have come through K-Rock, like Mm -hmm. Jed the Fish, Doug the Slug... Uh, you, Bean. I mean, you you are the man. Oh, you don't have to butter me up. Okay. Yes, I'm going to keep buttering you up because you are the man when it comes to talking up intros. I'm also the man who's about to play your air check on the air oh. for everybody to hear because this is what we're all missing at 3 a.m. when we're not up listening to K-Rock. Mugs on the radio. 106.7 K-Rock, LANOC's Alternative Rock. It is Beer Mug. It's going to be a wonderful night. I'm going to be here with you for four more hours. And then the Kevin and Bean show will be coming in, which I also work for. This is going to be a long day is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you've just begun. You're already complaining. It's already over it. First talk break. First hour. (laughs) Wow. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I here all night? And then I have to stick around for the stupid morning show. (laughs) If I tuned in, I'd be like, this guy is starting a career dilemma that I'm going to listen to over the next four hours. (laughs) Do you hear how he just gets so deflated as he says that? Silver Sun Pickups playing Kaboo. What is Kaboo, Brian? <laughs> now, wait, who's Brian? Who's Brian? <laughs> and is he, does he have a microphone? Brian was the board op before me. Uh-huh. I, I relieved him, and mm-hmm. he was still standing in the studio. And as, as I was trying to find where Silver Sun Pickups were playing, I was frantically uh, flipping through our liner book, and mm-hmm. I had no idea where it was. So I decided to look at Brian and ask him. And he clearly had no response no, to you. No, no, no. He's picking up his things. He's leaving. <laughs> yeah. So he's not sticking with you for your meltdown. <laughs> you were not at all prepared to talk about Kaboo at all, right? You just you said it and then you thought, oh man, what have I done? What gave you that impression? <laughs> what is Kaboo, Brian? 
Uh, I found it. <laughs> September 13th through the 15th. More info, go to carolq.com. Do you also feel, this is kind of a Radio 101 question, but do you also feel if there's 48 seconds at the beginning of a song, you have to use it all? No, and that's the golden rule that the, that Kevin will tell you. He says you don't have to talk up the entire intro. You mm-hmm. can let it breathe. But right. well, You did not follow that advice because it sounded like you were just going to keep going until they started singing. And I, I'm curious, is there even a Brian? <laughs> I mean, let's, let's really tackle Very this. well could have not been. He I picks don't know. up his hand and it has a mouth drawn on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's here's more mugs. It's 106.7 K Rock. Now, the whole leaving Neverland thing, do you. No, 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 no. Let's bring the mood no. up with leaving no. Neverland. Somebody's oh. leaving the club. <laughs> Turns on K Rock. No. Yeah. So, Muggs is going to do his pedophilia chunk oh, now oh, for people no. listening to him in the night. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> Leaving Neverland thing. Do you boycott bands that have covered Michael Jackson too? If you're on the side of the accusers. So that's where he was going. Yes. Now is that is that a legitimate question? I think it yeah. sort of is. Yeah. I mean, he wrote the song. It is, but the dramatic pause that yeah. the alien ant form coming in. <laughs> I can't. Oh, he thinks he. <laughs> I do like the idea that, that Alien F Farm now comes out to that song and does a small tight five about should we do this song? And then everyone gets very excited. Bugs, we've only heard like 40 seconds of this and you're already a national treasure. So good. All right, here's some more. 106.7 K-Rock, LNOC's Alternative Rock. It is Beer Mug, one Los Angeles band. That was Bad Flower. Song called Promise Me. And to another Los Angeles band, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Huh. I like it. <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> I love you. Oh, we got sexy mugs. <laughs> little love note. Contemplative mugs. To the smooth sounds of KROQ. <laughs> But wow. you see, I mean, that's a that's a pro talking there, guys, because yeah. he he modulates his voice compared to you know yeah. in symphony with what the song wow, is doing. Sure, is that what I that got, is? Yeah, that's very well done, Muggs. Thank you. That was new K Rock alternative rock from Catfish and the Bottlemen called Long Shot. Right now, this is Pennywise with F Authority and. I'm going to say F my credit card company. Okay, wait, what? <laughs> what? 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 What's happening? Is, 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 is this no. late in the night? I mean, this, this, is... this is, I think, yeah, this is the last hour. Okay. This yeah, is the final sense. hour. And hey, what are you, checking your balance or you something during the song? I had a little issue last week. Oh, with it's my... on the tape, Mugs. It's on the tape. Here we go. How is it my fault if the app charges me ten times on one payment and I can't get my money until next week? <laughs> okay, now what, what are the listeners to do with this information? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I was more venting than anything. Mm-hmm. And if it's one thing I've learned, you know, relate, re- relatability is the mm-hmm. key for a listener to tune in. So uh-huh. maybe they're having credit card right. issues and mm-hmm. problems that I wouldn't Pennywise think. says F authority. I say F my credit card. Are you with me? All right, I think there's one more. 106.7 K-Rock, Elliot O.C.'s Alternative Rock. That was New Interrupters. Gave you everything. That's such a great song. Amy Interrupter, by the way. She's so sweet. Such a sweet, sweet young lass. And back to my credit card thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I wasn't done. 
I was not finished. <laughs> I was paying a bill. Oh a one-time bill. And the credit card company decided to charge it eight times, draining my bank account. And I'm so mad right now. So mad. <laughs> All right. Oh can, I, can I give oh you a piece, a piece of advice as a guy Please. who's been around for a while in this business? I, I would love some. Don't ever change. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean. KU Rock KROQ. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. First, though, we want to give away sold-out three-day passes to weekend one of Coachella and exclusive access to the K-Rock Coachella house. Plus, you know, uh, TCL, they do uh, they do those amazing uh, TVs. They're America's fastest-growing TV brand. Mm-hmm. Well, they're also great with headphones, too, and we're going to include a pair of those as well for our lucky winner who can get past Baby Songs. Baby Songs, oh, Baby Songs. this happens a lot there's 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 like baby songs it sounds like baby songs and there's were you searching for the word lullabies when you said baby songs twice <laughs> yes i was <laughs> yes i was <laughs> so now we all call them baby songs and i asked for weezer fans the lines are full of them here's what we're going to do is we're going to play a lullaby version of a popular weezer song you've heard here on k-rock all you have to do is identify it it sounds simpler than it is. Let's just take them in order, Chip, and we'll start with line one. This is going to be Michael in Torrance, our first contestant to go into the drawing to win the great prize. Hey, Michael, how you doing today? Good. How are you guys? We're fantastic. All right, listen up. We can only play it once. This is a lullaby. Then you tell us what Weezer song they're performing. get this one there's no hope for you what weezer song is that <laughs> oh man he goes i don't care what they say about us anyway uh-huh. i don't care about that man, right what, what's yeah, it called i'm trying to think of the song um oh, oh i'm sorry no. we were looking for buddy holly Thank you for playing, Michael. Appreciate it. That, that's got to hurt, by the way. Everybody on hold is freaking out that they yeah. knew that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see about Cindy. Granada Hills up next line, too. Hey, Cindy. Hey. That was painful listening to Michael struggle through that one, wasn't it? 
It was so painful. Okay, let's see how you do. Here's your baby song. All right, there you go. What do you think? An island in the sun. Nice. Yes. Good one. Well done, Cindy. You are in the drawing. You are one step closer to Coachella Weekend number one, plus the K-Rock House as well. Up next, contestant number three, this is Matt Woodland Hills. Hey, Matt. Good morning, party people. And to you as well, my friend. Listen up. Here's your lullaby of a Weezer song. one thing we're not focusing on is how terrible these are. <laughs> there also was like a weird horn in that one, like a bike horn. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? Oh, man, that one was more hard, I mean, more difficult than the other two. I'd go with uh, uh, Say It Ain't So. I'm sorry, oh. no. We were looking for Beverly Hills. <laughs> appreciate you listening. Appreciate you playing anyway. Adrian is up next trying to get into the drawing. Adrian, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Here's your baby song. Good luck. It sure is. You know, I don't know if it's possible for Weezer to sue, but I feel like they have a good case, don't you? This also is making me question having a baby at all. (laughs) This is what you have to listen to. Let's go to Santa Monica say hi to Luke. Luke, how have you been doing playing along listening on the phone? I'm still pretty upset that guy didn't get Buddy Holly. Yeah, I know. We all I know. felt that. But why don't you save your mockery until we see how you do with your baby song? Listen up. All right, big man, what do you got? Very well done. You have uh, you've accomplished the goal. Let's try one more, <laughs> and let's make it Cam in Valencia. Cam is our final contestant. You ready to play, Cam? Yeah, I'm done. I'm ready. All right. Good luck. Here you go. Is that what it is? It's just the last part was. Okay. This is a tough one, Cam, but we're counting on you. What do you got? That was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. We can all agree on that, Uh, but what's it called? uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I agree. I don't don't blame you. That was, believe it or not, Hash Pipe. I think they missed the thread of that one a little bit. All right. uh, Let's see. Um, Wow, all the lines are weird now. Are all the top five... 
in the drawing? Is that where we're at? No, we just have three in the drawing. Cindy, Adrian, and Luke. Those are the only ones. Yes. All right. Pair of sold-out three-day passes to weekend one of Coachella, the weekend of the 12th. Also exclusive access to the K-Rock Coachella House, plus a set of fantastic TCL Bluetooth headphones. Great contestants. Thank you for playing only one winner, though. Who's that going to be, Miss Alan McKay? Congratulations, Cindy. Cindy. Yay! Cindy, congratulations. You're going to Coachella. Yay! <laughs> and bring a bathing suit because you're also going by the K-Rock Coachella house. You're going to have a fantastic time with lots of gifts and enjoy those TCL headphones too. And thanks for playing Baby Songs. Baby Songs, oh baby songs. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. It's time for Animal Stories. Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a mix or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. We uh, start in Minnesota. There is a distracted driver call that went out to the police there. And this newscaster was so delighted with how many pig-related puns he was able to use. Allie, this is going to make you want to be back on TV. You're going to love this so much. A sheriff's deputy in Minnesota figured he was going to catch someone texting behind the wheel after responding to a tip that a truck was driving erratically. Texting and driving wasn't the issue. The distracted driver wasn't eating or putting on makeup either. But the joke about putting lipstick on a pig has never been more appropriate. Okay, so there's one because mm-hmm. he's got a pig in the in the cab of his truck with him, okay, that's causing some distraction. So lipstick on a pig. Because Sergeant Jason Foster found a pig in the swerving driver's lap. No wonder why the driver was being such a road hog. Oh, jeez. Foster tells the local Fox station that it was the man's 250-pound pet pig that had the man muscling the steering wheel to try and stay in his lane. But this little piggy was not on its way to the market all alone. (laughs) I mean, sir. Come on. Back away from the pun, sir. There was another pig in the pickup. Good thing none of the parties bought the farm and had an accident. Okay, look, you gotta... You gotta... They're, they're not he, even good. He needs to be put down, doesn't he? He does. This little piggy wasn't going to market. They haven't bought the farm. Come on with the road hog. So why were the animals out of the pig pen? The elderly driver says he was moving homes and didn't want his pigs to get cold in the back of the truck. No doubt the driver's pigment changed after he was let go with a warning instead of getting roasted. Okay, that doesn't even make any sense. He's just reaching now. His pigment is not a pig pun. It has nothing to... The two things are not related at all, sir. Stop it already. The driver was told to lay the pig in the back or put it in the passenger seat. It's all in a day's work for the sergeant. Seems like a crazy way to bring home the bacon. Wow. uh, That's what happened in Minnesota. A uh, scantily, we go to England now. A scantily clad Cornish man has gone viral. Here's the sentence, Ali. You always ask, would you read the article? Uh-huh. A scantily clad Cornish man has gone viral after his bizarre sex dance with a pheasant. 
I couldn't click that fast Go on. Now, Steve Phelps was asked to help a neighbor who was having problems with a territorial pheasant on his land. Uh, Apparently, every time this guy would go out to jump on his ride-on lawnmower, the bird would chase him and attack him, and it got to the point where he was clawing him in the face with his talons. This is a pheasant that just kind of lived in the woods by this dude's house. So he says to Steve, he says, Steve, what do you got? So Steve went on Facebook and asked, what do you do when you've got an aggressive pheasant who's kind of hanging out in your yard? How do you get rid of it? And one person said the way to do it, and I don't know if this was a prank, you got to do a sex dance, guys. You got to assert your dominance and claim your territory. It's breeding season, so pheasants show off as to who is the biggest and best, so I decided to take him up on it. To be fair, the pheasant looked shocked more than anything. One of my friends had bought me a one sided G string for Christmas, and I thought I'll wear that to show off my masculinity. And then I'm preparing the dance in his outfit. He says he was bent over with his tail wagging. He put sticks between his butt cheeks to act as tail feathers and started wagging his butt at the pheasant. There there is like, no pheasant. No, he had an agenda, and he found a way to do it. <laughs> he was going to dress up like that bird or no bird. Yeah. The uh, foolhardy Cornishman admitted that he did get nervous when he got close to the bird. He followed me for a second, so I went back and I shook my bum again. And you know what? He hasn't attacked anyone since since the sex dance. And now we're married and have two kids. (laughs) I think he was shocked into dismissal. So this guy believes that he showed up and out-pheasanted a pheasant, and the pheasant was like, I'm standing down, man. I didn't know. I didn't know this was my competition. I love that story. This one is animals and Florida all rolled into one. Of course, the Sunshine State has seen its share of natural disasters, but nothing quite like this. This is actually... I think what weren't frogs one of the biblical plagues? Yes. Don't they oh, come yeah. like yeah. They're a sign. Citizens on the outskirts of Miami are struggling with an invasion of poisonous bufo toads, also known as cane toads. Thousands of them have materialized in the Mirabella neighborhood in Palm Beach Gardens in recent weeks. People are complaining they can barely walk without stepping on a frog. They're taking up residences in pools, lounging on patios and driveways. They enjoy snacking on native species, including bugs. In addition to being biblically weird, they also pose a threat to pets. They secrete a milky toxin that can be deadly to pets if ingested. In both humans and animals, the secretion can irritate eyes and skin. They think, by the way, that back in 1955, a man with a toad removal service accidentally released a hundred of them into the area. They are non-local species that has survived for the last 50 years. Hmm. And every once in a while, with the right combination of warm winter and heavy rain, the toads the toads come out again. Nothing Thousands yeah, of them. This makes total sense that we got butterflies and Florida got poisonous toads. <laughs> <laughs> it does indeed. And finally, we have all been to Petco and we have seen the sign on the door that says, All leashed pets are welcome. Well, this guy decided to test that theory and brought his cow to Petco on a leash. Well, of course, we know the saying, everything is bigger in Texas, and that includes the pets. Sure does, but one guy decided to test Petco's policies, and he took his steer to the store on a leash. He posted the adventure and wrote that Petco did not disappoint and welcomed him right in. The store in Atascacita posted these photos as well of the large animal hanging out. Pretty sure that's a longhorn that we're looking at there. (laughs) That's an impressive one. Petco's policy, by the way, is that all leashed pets are welcome, so it proves to be true. This is Shelley Lumpkin and Vincent Browning are the cow's owners. Uh, He's actually an African Watusi 
He oh. was welcomed with open arms. We don't know how much he weighs, but that breed generally weighs about 1,600 pounds oh at adulthood. And that's what he walked through the front doors of the Petco for, just to see if they would be cool with it. And they were. That's where the pets go. That's where the pets go. Mm-hmm. And this has been Animal Stories. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Hey, Kevin and Bean. Management asked me to stop by with a reminder. Today is April Fool's Day. All right. Have as much fun as you want, but just remember this rule from corporate. Oh, that's I forgot. I just found this piece of tape when we were instructed that we were no longer allowed to do April Fool's Day shows mm-hmm. because we used to have so much fun. We had so many great ones over the years. I mean, who can forget the Blink-182 free concert? Who can forget the Mall of America West, right? We had a lot of fun. And then we got this word. Under no circumstances are you allowed to say anything that isn't true. Other than that. Go for it. Now get out there and unlock some value for the CBS shareholders. That's what good radio is all about. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) So we weren't allowed to do any April Fool's Day jokes yesterday, but that didn't mean a lot of people didn't do them out there. Some, like we've talked about, the Justin Bieber one, not that interesting. Uh, One that I heard about that a lot of people fell for, Jensen and uh, Allie, and really got kind of upset about. Did you see what Tinder did? No. No. Tinder introduced height verification because there were so many people, they say, that were that were fibbing a little bit. You know, you say you're 5'10 on your profile and you're really like 5'6. Mm-hmm. They said that we have to stop this. This kind of dishonesty is not good for the service. It hurts us. It hurts the people that you're being introduced. So they introduced a height verification badge where you had to take your picture next to like a commercial building. And then they had some sort of a formula they could use to find out how tall you really were. Mm-hmm. And then you actually got like a little check mark to, to prove <laughs> you actually and people absolutely fell for it. They were outraged by it. Mm-hmm. Probably people who were super short, who'd been lying on their Tinder profile. But that kind of just got us into the topic. What did you fall for on April Fool's Day yesterday? We want to hear from you at 1-800-520-1067. It can be kind of anything big or small, but you slapped your forehead afterwards when you realized, oh, my God, I'm one of those people who fell for an April Fool's Day joke. 1-800-520-1067. Uh, yeah. Take your calls. I didn't fall for it, but I really wished it was true. Is that Nissin, the company that puts out Cup of Noodles, they put out, uh, they were like, we're releasing these headphones. Mm-hmm. And they're just headphones for your, you know, just listening to music. But on each side, they're Cup of Noodles, big, big <laughs> cups. And then you use a spork to plug it into your computer. I was like, I would buy this stupid <laughs> joke. I want them now. Allie, you uh, have teased us that you're a little embarrassed that you fell for one yesterday. I'm mortified at this. Because um, you're usually pretty savvy. Uh, yeah. So you know when you get a text and just the first few words show up, even if you don't open it? Mm-hmm. So I get a text from my friend Cassie. And if you're listening right now, Cassie, you go straight to hell. Because this is what showed up. I glance down and I see, why is a naked pic on your story? And my mind immediately goes to, oh, my God, was I hacked? Oh, no, a lot of times when you take a picture of something, sometimes a reflection, was I naked taking a picture? Was All of these things are going through my head. I freak out. I pull my car over. (laughs) I click on the text, and there's just a blank space between that and these words. 
Just kidding, in case your heart dropped. April Fool's mother effer. <gasps> I hate you, Cassie. That's pretty here's, good. But here's the thing. Whitney Cummings fell for it, too. It was on her story. She's like, this is what happens when David Spade texts you. That's so, awesome. This is evil. This is pure evil. That's an incredible bitch. Yeah. <laughs> My beehole puckered. That is a great April Fool's Day prank. Yeah. It is good. It works. That, it's yeah. quick. Yeah. It's fast. Doesn't because, yeah. yeah, because and because everybody will have the exact same mindset that mm-hmm. Allie had, which is, oh, my God, what is this person talking about? What happened that I don't know that's out there for the public to see right now? Yeah. Uh, Buzz Aldrin, second man on the moon, tweeted yesterday that he was excited to announce that he has successfully petitioned NASA to rename Uranus to something more appropriate. <laughs> I'm not sure how many people <laughs> fell for it, but for like a 90-year-old guy, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. How about you, King? You fell for one? Well, the U.S. Open... <laughs> which I don't follow, but I saw it, uh, tweeted out, breaking, the U.S. Open to add puppies to the ball person team at the 2019 tournament for the first time. All breeds welcome. And include a little cute corgi chasing a ball. So I retweeted and said, I don't watch tennis, but this is some great news. Mm. It was all great until listener Maddie tweeted me and said, I'm really sorry to ruin this, but it's definitely an April Fool's joke. Now, wouldn't it be better if this was true? I don't it, know it why they amazing. don't use dogs. Yeah. Yes, people would actually watch tennis. <laughs> well, people are watching tennis, but I think it would be pretty, I think it would yeah. be pretty cool. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I, I bet that happens a lot where some a company puts something out for April Fool's Day and then realizes, hey, we should really make it or yeah. we should really sell it or whatever. That happened with a Star Wars Tauntaun sleeping bag that happened <laughs> a few years ago and they some company had put it out and then they made millions of dollars from it when they released it for real. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like I feel like if you were a company, you could test something for on April sure. Fool's Day. For sure. Yeah. All right. Let's take a couple of calls. What April Fool's Day prank did you fall for? 1-800-520-1067. We don't have much time, but we definitely... Definitely want to talk to Jet. He's on line two up first on the Kevin and Bean Show from Los Angeles. Hey, Jet, what's going on, man? How you guys doing? Great. Yeah, so uh, yesterday my wife, uh, I'm a father of three kids, and uh, me and my wife go back and forth a lot with the practical jokes, but last night she had said that one of my one of my kids wasn't mine. So <gasps> <she played> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> oh, man, this dark. is a whole new level of April Fool's jokes. <laughs> So throughout the whole day, she kept saying, you know, she was sorry, kept playing me, kept doing this and that, and giving me the whole guilt. And I was I was really, really, really trying to figure out whether or not she was playing with me. But it just seemed like it was real because she kept going throughout the whole day, calling me at work and just giving me the whole thing. So today I just decided that when I found out that obviously she was joking around because I got home and she gave me this, this card that was sort of like a doctor's note that said, April's Fool's, this son is yours. Uh-huh. Um, I decided to follow up today with a fraternity test. So I am going to definitely April Fool her today and give her a fraternity test uh, just to joke with her to see if whether or not we can get all my kids tested. All right. Are she, is, is this couple going to stay together forever or is this a surefire road to divorce? What I, do you guys think? I'm terrified right now. <laughs> Honestly, if this so doesn't nervous. end in murder-suicide, I am surprised. <laughs> Jet, let us know how it goes. Good luck. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Let's try Tara, Los Angeles Line 4, up next on the Kevin Demet Show. Hey, Tara, what'd you fall for? Hey, so I'm a huge Dolly Parton fan, and my friends from Nashville sent me a message saying that Kanye had bought Dollywood for $130 million, and I was super upset because <laughs> I did not like Kanye. <laughs> I, I, I totally fell for it. I was so upset. 
That is awesome. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. That's kind of adorable. I feel like Kanye would keep it intact. Absolutely not. I hope not. so. Yeah. He knows what's right for him, no. he would. All right, let's try uh, Carlos, line six, please, Los Angeles. This is one that I think a lot of people would have fall, fallen for just because they want it to be true so much. Carlos, go ahead, sir. Um, yeah, my friends were texting me like, hey, Kobe's coming, Kobe's coming out of retirement. Kobe's coming out of retirement. I got so excited. I hugged my wife, and I was like, Kobe's coming back, babe. But then they're like, are you serious? And then, like, and then later on they told me, dude, we were just messing with you. I was like, why would you do that to me, man? That's like, oh, my God. Right? You wasted a hug on your wife. Yeah, right? (laughs) Especially especially at the end of a season where you don't make the playoffs again. It's like all you want is please can somebody come and help LeBron. I get it. Thank you for the call. Let's try uh, Lorena Encino, line five, up next on the Kevin Mean Show. Lorena, you may have to be our final call here. What would you fall for? Oh, man. My boyfriend woke up in the morning and was reading this article that said Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins had bought the right to the name Nirvana from Courtney Love, Francis Bean, all the members from Nirvana, and that Courtney Love was going to be the new front person. And I was like, holy crap, <laughs> hell no. That does sound like, like it could happen, thing. though. That doesn't sound that <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I'm with you. Oh, hell no. Thanks for the call. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I I sense that you're not appreciating my fun facts. I mean, right before we go on air, we have a couple seconds left, and you asked this. Go ahead, ask it again. How many breast implants do you think were performed on ladies in the United States last year? And then we went to air. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I just, I I didn't have a guess, but when I saw it, the number surprised me. 300,000. 300,000, all right. Allie? Oh, I'd say much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say close to a million. What if I were to tell you 314,000 is the actual amount? Guys, oh, see. That was beans. That's insanely creepy how close it I is. See, because I was thinking 500,000, just one boob. So I doubled it to oh, a million. That makes sense. So Jensen, we're talking you, about both. You just won the prices right. Yeah. That was an unbelievable guess. Really and by good. a lot. Like everyone would have applauded. Yeah. I would have won both showcases. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm with Allie. I would have thought it would have been a lot more than that if I actually stopped and thought about it. So get out there and get it done, ladies. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dexter and Noodles from The Offspring are on their way. They're running a little late. It looks like around uh, 8.15 uh, for that. And then uh, Jensen's going to introduce us to someone that uh, I don't know anything about coming up after 8. And we will apparently all have very strong feelings about this young woman who is a huge social media star. Yeah, I think we'll be hearing a lot about her on the Kevin and Bean show from this day on. So that's coming up. First, Allie's got what's happening here on a Tuesday. I feel like we don't need to um, throw Dexter under the bus because he's here. Mm-hmm. It's Noodles. Well, he's, the, he's the good one. Yeah, we call Mr. him the good one. Mr. I'm going to run for president. Noodles uh-huh. can't even be bothered to show up on time. Yeah, that's What's a bad happening? sign. Because I hadn't decided whether to throw my considerable support behind his yes. campaign yet. But now if he's already running late this early in the yeah. campaign, I don't know. Exactly. I'm Donald Trump and I approve this message. Like, he may oh. have lost a vote, yeah. but we'll see. You know, if he stopped to, you know, to save a puppy on the mm-hmm. way in or yeah. something, though, then he does yeah. get a pass. Kiss we a don't baby. Know. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. 
But if he's like, oh, listen, my time's more important than yours, F you. Right, yeah. Dexter? Am I right, Dexter, in the other room? You're here. Right. <laughs> you Dexter know, Noodles is driving just like, shut up, you guys. I'm on my way. <laughs> Some emergency that we're just messing oh, on. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like my dog was in the vet and I couldn't breathe. and I, My mom I, was on oh. fire. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm just saying it could be bad. We don't know. Let's, yeah, it could definitely say, be my mom was on fire. Because, call now. No, don't call say, now. Don't let's call save now. our scorn until Mr. President gets it. Yeah. God, I hope his mom isn't on fire. Fatality. <laughs> A real great example there. <laughs> you guys, uh, you know Grant Gustin? Nope. Uh, the, the Flash. Flash. Uh-huh. Yeah, Flash on the CW. So he was on a flight uh, Sunday night from LAX to Vancouver. Once the plane leveled off, he headed straight to the bathroom and allegedly put his vaping pen to serious work. Witnesses tell TMZ that smoke was coming out of the bathroom and it was so intense, it set off a smoke alarm after seeping into the cockpit where the captain and co-pilot were forced to wear oxygen masks. Come on. That what? is how planes are designed is to let you know if there's a fire. Right. The plane was not diverted. After landing in Vancouver, Grant was kept on the plane where he was met by Canadian authorities. And wow, is he lucky that he's him because he was let off with just a warning. And Canada. He's lucky that he's got the nice Mounties walking in. Wow. Right. I mean, what are you doing, dude? I feel like they make a warning on every single flight yeah. that if you tamper with a smoke detector mm-hmm. or try to smoke on a plane, it's going to be big trouble. And I I thought that meant arrest. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was it's like a felony. Yeah. 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 It's pretty bad. I think it might be a, a bigger deal if it was someone that wasn't Grant Gustin. Maybe. Sure. The yeah. Flash. Right. He could have just bolted right on out of there and run fast like the Flash does. You've never seen the Flash on? Huh? Well, I saw. Remember when then they had Reverse Flash on, and he just ran backwards all fast, and people were like, "Whoa, Reverse Flash!" No, I don't remember that. Oh, you should also watch. Reverse Flash would be someone who runs slow. No, he runs backwards. <laughs> no, no, that's backwards no? Flash. Okay, Reverse you're right. Flash. You're right. Yeah, okay. come yeah. on, keep your flashes I straight. I didn't watch that season. Okay, yeah, ever, ever. <laughs> So, anywho. Bean, were you um, in England when the story broke that Jerry Hallowell and Mel B had I, quite the... Uh, I was. And I, and I overheard several different conversations from people about that. It was very big news. Yeah, Mel B was on, I believe it was a show that Pierce Morgan was hosting, and she talked about how she had once hooked up with Ginger Spice mm-hmm. during the big Spice Girls heyday. But now... Jerry's reps are denying those rumors, saying it has been very disappointing to read all of these rumors again, especially on UK Mother's Day of all days. Jerry loves the Spice Girls, Emma, Melanie, Victoria. She would like the fans to know that what has been reported recently is simply not true and it has been very hurtful to her family. This is terrible timing because they're just getting ready to do that reunion yeah. tour. They're the reuniting to go on tour. What are you doing, but, Melby? But Melby did technically say this is going to happen. She was like, oh, I know she's not going to be happy about this. We'll probably deny it, but... She's like, listen, she's not so posh now, blah, blah, blah. It was like, what are you talking about? Mm. Why would you even... Why would you bring it up knowing that it would hurt her Yeah, if it happened or didn't happen? You don't betray your friend's confidence like that. No. Very odd, you guys. But uh, I'm going to definitely see the Spice Girls now, right? Hello! Why do I keep doing that? 
it was really, <laughs> it was it. really weird in that clip too because it's not like there was a lot of pressure no. on her. Mm-hmm. She could have easily just brushed away the the assumption, right, yeah. and changed the topic. But she just sat there, and it was almost like she kind of enjoyed the attention of saying it. And don't it you weird. think that if it did happen, that would have been in her book? But it was not in her book. She's like, no, it was about a definite, a totally different thing. But if yeah. you wanted to be salacious and sell books, mm-hmm. that's, that's how what, you would have done you do it. it. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's a little on the point. I but. mean. Drama queen. Just saying. Hey, uh, you're getting a tattoo, Bean, coming up in a couple weeks, right? I am, yes. What about pregnant women? Should they be getting inked? Good question. I don't know that answer at all. I don't either. Well, uh, um, pregnancy requires you to give up things you like. Alcohol, sushi, large amounts of coffee. So should pregnant women be getting inked? Apparently, there's no set rules as far as it goes. But a doctor in this story, Dr. Holly Cummings, says you're best off just maybe wait the nine months. Because, you know, obviously you want to follow all the necessary hygiene and safety procedures, which you would do regardless of if you were pregnant or not. But apparently some tattoo inks contain heavy metals, which would interfere with the formation of a baby's organs, especially in the first trimester. Well, that answers that question. I feel like then there should be a set rule if that is something that's known. This sucks because Danielle just got that barbed wire arm thing that Pamela Anderson had. We got absolutely like the exact same replica. That sucks. We should have known. Someone should have told us. Just last week. Yeah, last week. Looks great, though. It's healing wonderfully. How's her thug life doing, though? Is that still all right across her her stomach? To be honest with you, the stretching, it doesn't even look like thug life anymore. Yeah. It looks like a full paragraph, which is... People are like, what is that? I have to say it's the first page of Great Gatsby, which it's not. No. At all. It's not that at all. I do love that book. Mm-hmm. And it would be a good tattoo, but yeah. it's not what she has. Yeah. It's real concerning. Mm-hmm. Do you think Noodles is still, still listening or trying no, no, he to? Tuned out. I, yeah. I doubt anyone's still listening. Yeah, right? Because their moms are all on fire. Right. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Good Lord. Some birthdays for you. Dr. Demento. Christopher Maloney, Adam Rodriguez, Michael Fassbender, Jesse Plemons, and Clark Gregg, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, Jensen, it's all yours. Hey, I wish this was April Fool's. But first, (laughs) small disclaimer, this person we're talking about is 15 years old, so let's temper how far we go. But don't get me wrong, JoJo's quite possibly the most annoying person on the internet. Oh, no. Uh, So we can be honest about that. Uh, I mean, Alex Jones still exists, though, right? I, I don't know. Alex Jones might might have her beat as far as what I can handle in one day. Okay. She first entered pop culture as a contestant on Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition, which was a competitive reality show that was sprung out of the wildly popular Dance Moms. Mm-hmm. We all know that. You okay. can't think much can come out of that that's more you know annoying than Dance Moms itself. Well, you'd be wrong. Around the same time, much like, say, Jennifer Hudson or Kelly Clarkson sprung from American Idol, she released a song called Boomerang, addressing online bullying. Let's listen to it. I don't really care about what they say Okay, so wait okay. for a minute. I'm, I'm yeah. a little bit confused. Please. It's just the outset. First of all, I've heard much music worse than that. Okay, I agree. First of all. Second of all, she's she was pop, made popular on a dance show, but then she decided that she was multi-talented. Yes. She could also sing. You are 100% correct. Okay. okay. But so, also, I know that song is mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. Pop yeah. song. How many uh, views do you think it has on YouTube? Well, I mean, I... 
I don't know, because she's well-known from TV, I'm going to say uh, 100,000. Okay. Uh, pro- I would say probably a million, just because it's kind of catchy. 682 million views. I'm sorry? <laughs> 682 million views. Wow. Now, you might be wondering what she looks like, and I say this with no disrespect, and I know it's insane to say, but I could only tell you she looks like John Benet Ramsey if she wore lip gloss and shirts with rainbow cupcakes on them. And that oh. is a perfect explanation of what she looks like. I promise. She's like if Amy Poehler was like playing a character that was big on YouTube. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's known for She's her... She's hard to look up because there's an actual pop singer named JoJo. Yes. This, if you uh, type in JoJo, uh, her last name's like Siwa, S-I-W, uh, S-I-W-A, I believe. Gotcha. Okay. She's known for her huge signature bows in her hair that she wears every day with a side ponytail. Uh, which she's turned into a business because she has clothing lines at Claire's, Target, and JCPenney, just to name three. Wow. She says they're a symbol of power, confidence, and believingness. Oh. <laughs> okay, again, 15 years old. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm going to get to another point in a minute. I kind of love her. Okay, 15 years old. Yeah. She has thousands of hair bows. I want to remind you that Billie Eilish, friend mm-hmm. of the show, is 16. And we think Billy okay. is young, but not this young. Billy's not wearing a, a hair bow. No. Signed okay. to, she's signed to Nickelodeon. She goes on world tours. Uh, how famous and rich has she become? She has an entire empire. Dolls, pajamas. She has her own juice. JoJo juice. Oh. Full clothing line. She has her own Lunchables line. Oh, my God. Wow. She was in the news yesterday for meeting her biggest fan uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was Northwest. Kanye and Kim Kardashian's child. It's a video that I won't put you through, but it's basically, she's 15, mm-hmm. and she lives in a like a glitter version of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Um, there's a slide bed. She has a slide that comes down from her bed. She, she lives a, in a house that most young girls would live in if they could design it. She's fi- Can I give you one other detail about her that I think mm-hmm. is creepy? She's 5'9". She's very tall for for 15. She's going to be uh-huh. like a 6 foot 4 girl. Right. I think she's too old for this. If she was shorter it would be okay. A little bit. She's like Jensen. I'm saying she's a she's like a woman almost. Je- no, don't don't sexualize right. her cuz she's taller. I, she's definitely not sexualized. Okay. She is very much a little girl. She's like a baby toddler. She you, considers herself a grown toddler. You know who she okay. is to me That's is weird. she is she's a variation on Honey Boo Boo. She is. She's but like she baby is. baby Honey Boo Boo. Yeah. Now it's time to listen to one of her videos. This is what will, you know, this is answering what people might assume about her. So she's looking on Instagram. She asked people, what do you assume about me? And here's, here's, deals with the idea that she might be in an insane hostage situation where her parents are making her still be a, a, a child. Hey everyone, it's JoJo. Welcome to my YouTube channel. You guys, you had no idea what I just said then. I actually, I was like gonna keep going with my intro, but then I was realizing what I just said and realizing that it made no sense what I just said. Wait, <laughs> wait that's all one person saying? That is absolutely real. That's how it starts. And, and okay. And if you think it's a bit, here's the actual answer. So the next assumption is that you want to take off your bow and be a normal teenager, but at the same time you're scared of. I think she meant to just say you're scared to or something like that. That is very false. I hate taking my bow out and I I do think I am a normal teenager because everyone is their own version of normal in a way. So I am very different from other teenagers my age. I'm very different from my own friends that are teenagers that are my age, which is three of them. I, I'm going to source that math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> she has three friends. Here's, here's an answer to why like the, people think she's a fake person. 
I'm definitely not a fake person. One of the things about me is I'm very genuine and very true to who I am in everything that I do, in every aspect of my life. I also don't think I'm a stuck-up person at all. I mean, like, I just go with the flow. I'm very chill. Whatever anyone wants to do, I just, I love doing anything, you know? This one's funny. Yeah, very chill. She's, she's so very chill. chill. She's so chill. Does she have a volume knob? No. Or? By the way, do you want to know what time it is when they film this video? Uh, 11.45 p.m. Okay, oh she should be gosh. in bed. She's, she's 15 years old. 11, uh, again, 5'9". That's something I want to remind you of. What is, is wrong with you just, and her height? It's very tall. That's very tall. Yeah, for, but that's not her fault, Jensen. Right? I don't know. I don't know. It the rainbows weird. and the glitter and the and the bow is her fault. She she has a claw machine in her house, she I've does. seen. She has a claw machine. She like has, in an arcade? Yes. yes. Oh, she that's has, rad. She has a slime station to make slime. This is what happens when she's asked if she has friends. I actually don't connect well with people who are my own age, if that makes sense. Most of my bestest friends are 20 and older. Most of them are like 25, 27 and older. So yeah, I don't have thousands. I don't even have hundreds of friends. But I do have like a super, super, super tight, close group of friends that I just love so very much. And they're literally, they're not even friends anymore. They're family to me. Okay. Stop yelling, first of all. <laughs> if I'm her parents, I'm, my 15-year-old isn't hanging around with 25 to 27-year-olds ever. But well, also, yeah. what 27-year-old is hanging out with her? Like, Why I, we would you find, want to? Yeah, yeah, we need to find that person. That's also, she's concerning. building like a little Neverland ranch. Yeah. Like, Why a, did Kim Kardashian and presumably her husband allow North to be babysat by this monster? Well, they, pro- they, they put a little thing out that said they didn't actually leave the house, which I guess is... It was just for a video. It was for basically. a video, yeah. yeah. But I would have more clips. I'm honest, guys. But I was pulling them right before we went to bed. And Danielle and I were laying there and I was going through them. And she said that if I played another one, she would leave me. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've heard enough. I think we're fine. I'm going to leave us with a song called Bop by JoJo, guys. Let's all all just dance today. Come on. Imagine your little glitter station. The claw machine. Oh, God. Kill myself. I'm not going to lie, that's a bop. It's kind of a killer. (laughs) Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. It's practically a miracle that they've been together for 35 years this year, you guys. One of the best-selling punk rock bands of all time. We are pleased to welcome Dr. Dexter Holland to the studio and the next president of the United States, Noodles, you guys. Noodles is here as well. Thank you. Is this considered officially a campaign stop, Noodles, or have you not officially uh, announced first, yet? Yeah, on my whistle stop tour, this is the, the first stop. Yeah, you this know. is where you get out and shake hands, kiss babies, and just kind of take the mood of the nation. Absolutely, yeah. Shake babies, yeah. Shake babies. I don't think that's a bad idea. Kiss hands, shake babies. No, that's a bad idea. Yeah. So are you at home and you're wa- you're watching the world burn and you're thinking? I could do better than this dude. I'm just going to go for it. I don't cheat on my wife. I don't cheat on my taxes, and I don't cheat at golf. I don't know if that makes me more qualified or less qualified. I guess it depends on I your point more. of view. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. let's ask the man who knows you best, Dexter. Would you vote for Noodles if he w- if he ran for it? Absolutely. He'd be a good president. I think so. Well, actually, I don't, he might be too honest to be a uh, yeah. good president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might be too good of a dude. Yeah. Too nice. Too nice. <laughs> uh, I mentioned the 35 years thing. When you saw the news that Mick Jagger was getting a heart valve replacement this week at 75 and temporarily putting his band's tour on hold for this summer, did you think, could, could I do that? Could you guys possibly do what you're doing at 75 years old? 
I don't know. You know, uh, the, the Stones give us all hope. I think for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you know what we what we've done the last couple of nights is is acoustic gigs. Uh, well, Saturday and Sunday night we did acoustic gigs, mm -hmm. and and you're sitting. When you do the acoustic gigs, <laughs> you're, just, nice. you're going the, you're going you the muddy waters route, basically. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe we could, maybe we could. I think we could do that in our seventies sure. and eighties. You know, well, that's all about kind of trying to take it to a, a different level and reinventing and doing stuff and yeah. keeping it fun and interesting for ourselves. Well, we get to go out and play for a living, so I think that does kind of keep us young. Yeah. yeah. How how long have you? Uh, is, uh, forgive me for not knowing this, but uh, this acoustic uh, tour that you're doing right now is this the first time you've done something like this? Yeah, first those, time. Really? Those were the first two shows. Yes, uh, Saturday night in Santa Cruz is the first acoustic gig we've and ever done. The next one is sold out, but it's going to be just Thursday night at the Majestic Venture Theater, um, and that one's already the tickets are all gone. Was it tough to? Did you kind of have to reinvent the songs, strip them down, and and kind of work up new arrangements for them? You do. You really do. On, on most of them. It's kind of funny to take a punk rock song and do it just a straight acoustic, <laughs> you know, but uh, but you can't you can't do a whole set of that. So you have to rework some of the songs. Deconstruct sure. it a little yeah. bit. Did you find that there were songs that you don't normally play that really lent themselves to being acoustic? For sure. Do For you guys sure. like cover Nelson or anything? Oh, or stream more than words. We really more than words. More than words. Yeah. yeah, that's that's too hard to play. Yeah, we got to be really good at guitar. Yeah, they yeah. were great. I think our, our uh, well, we we do do a couple of covers, and I think the chain Fleetwood Max the chain is probably our most ambitious cover. Are so, you serious yeah. right now? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm so into yeah. this. Yeah, it, it actually works pretty well. Really? Yeah. That's a great song. Yeah, it is. It's all over way. YouTube. It's going viral. <laughs> it's going viral right now. All right. Yeah. Well, calm down. That was fast. That was very quick. So before we get into the uh, this weekend, um, how, how many of these acoustic shows are you doing? I mean, you're taking this on the road? We're just doing five for a week. You know, we, we do some charity events from time to time, and we did one that was like they wanted us to play for 20 minutes, and it was so much fun, and it just went off at a really little club, and we thought, let's actually try to make a whole set of this and just see what it's like. So it's an experiment, but it's been great. It's, it's so been cool. so fun. What's so fun. been up with your rehearsals being like seven, eight hours long? That's, that was a rehearsal for the acoustic thing. We've never rehearsed for more than like four or five hours, mm. and we were just sitting down playing acoustic guitars for eight Having hours. a blast. Yeah, having so much fun. Yeah. Isn't that cool that after 35 years, you guys aren't trying to cut corners? Like, let's get in there, let's do it, let's get out of there. Well, I think part of it is the, you know, trying to do the acoustic thing, it is different. So, right. so it's more of a challenge. So it was something new. It mm -hmm. wasn't, you yeah. know, just playing the songs the way we've been playing them for, you know, 25, 30 years. Will you have a stool? Uh, uh, right now? Do you, are you, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, no. Are you asking? I'm I already did this morning. You will be sitting on a stool on stage. Actually, yes, yes, we do. We have stools. Okay. Yes. Yes, 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 we each have our own. Yes. Do you guys have a bowel movement? <laughs> well, Dexter mentioned this morning, so okay, good. kudos. Good to hear. Excellent. All right, so Thursday is uh, sold out. This weekend, Saturday and Sunday, is the Sabrosa Festival at Doheny State Beach, and you guys are the headliners for the Saturday night. By the way, um, Actually, uh, no, the Sunday, Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday, night. Sunday night, yeah. Playing with the Descendants, Black Flag, and Face to Face all on one bill. When you guys get together with a lineup like this, it must just be so fun because it's it's all guys you've known forever, right? It really is, yeah. Actually, the Descendants, I'm just a huge fan of Me those guys. I, I do know them, but but I'm primarily just a fan. I, every time I'm around them, I, I get tongue-tied and can't talk because I'm I love them so much. So it, it's awesome to be able to, to play with these guys, you know? 
How about you, Dexter? Do you uh, do you consider yourself just a huge fan of these guys? Yeah, it's like getting to play with your heroes. These bands, uh, Descendants and Black Flag, came up a little bit before we did and stuff. So mm-hmm. there were bands that you looked up to and admired growing up. But it's just great to have this this festival and be able to play with so many great bands. Yeah, it's, yeah. Two, it's two days, and Saturday is just as fun. Uh, Flogging Molly, Bad Religion, Good Charlotte, Lagwagon, Strung Out. I mean, that's. I mean, this is like a hit after hit fest. It, yeah. Definitely. Well, this is the third year that we've done it, and it's always been one day, but it's been growing every year. So to this year, we decided to make it two days. And, and that venue, I mean, is there anywhere better than no, Doheny yes, State it's Beach? Great. It's, it's perfect. Great. You guys should do a show there. I mean, that okay. Let's do it. Good idea. Um, Pass it along to your management. Sabro- they don't listen to us. We're trying no, no, to get no. Limp Biscuit to play the Weenie Roast, and they're not having any uh, of it. That would be awesome. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome? Wouldn't it noodles? Yeah. Wouldn't it noodles? Yeah. I think it would be great. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've, we've done some festivals with them in Europe, and they're legit. I mean, they put yes. on a great yes. show. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Fred is a funny guy. Like, all right. You get, yeah. Well, now you may have done it. You may have done it. But hashtag Biscuit for Weenie. Biscuit for Weenie. I'm not even kidding, guys, when I tell you that we brought this up to to management and they rolled their eyes at us and we're like look they played to 10,000 people at the OC Fairgrounds the other night and they killed it yeah music people were losing their minds and I'm telling you I I heard the recap uh, people are ready for a little rolling 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 again I think right people want it my way Okay. Or the highway. I, mean, I like breaking right. stuff. So. Yeah. See? I, don't, I don't like any of this. All right. The Offspring is among the great bands playing the Sobroso Festival, Doheny State Beach. It's coming up this weekend. Tickets available at SobrosoTacoFest.com. That's because it's also a big taco festival and a craft beer festival. SobrosoTacoFest.com. Tickets are on sale now to see the show. Quick break more with Dexter and the next president of the United States, our friend Noodles, right after this on K-Rock. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Our friends Dexter Holland and Noodles from The Offspring in studio with us now on The Cabin and Bean Show. The Offspring Acoustic Show is going to be this Thursday night at the Majestic Ventura Theater. That one is sold out, but you can see them uh, in full effect, right, with the electric band on uh, s- Saturday night, right? Sunday night. <laughs> Sunday night. I keep yeah. saying that. This poster's killing it's me. I'm right. sorry. You're a big Flogging Molly fan. They're headlining. I know, and they're a great band and put on a great live show, so uh, go both days for sure, because yeah. they're, they're headlining Saturday night. Sabroso Festival at Doheny State Beach. Tickets on sale now. SabrosoTacoFest.com. Um, you know, we kind of keep up with Noodles a little bit, because he's so active on our social media, and we always appreciate that, but what's... Uh, what, what uh, smart guy stuff have you been up to lately, Dexter? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know what, we know what Dummy's been doing. I want to know what smart guy's been doing. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, you know, writing songs, getting getting some music together. Oh, so you've actually been uh, p- paying attention to the band now and not uh, curing cancer. I was tied up with homework there for a few years. Yeah, yes, I, you I, were. I went back to went back to school. That's uh, that's done, and I still do it part time. But yeah, we're kind of really focusing on the band now. Yeah, you know, every report that comes out, I saw ninety eight percent, and then I saw ninety nine percent is uh, the completion uh, of the new album. Is there anything you want to tell us about it? It really is almost almost done. We're finishing up the last song right now. So whatever wow. whatever percent that means. Okay. It's 99.9? Been, I'll take 99.9. I think it's been point nine. seven years since the last album. Is that right? It's, uh, yeah. You know, time is really just a, a construct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, can you what give is us time? any... Time is, time is what is time. What is time? Yeah. Any idea of what the sound is going to be? Is it the offspring sound that we all know and love? Or are you diverging a little bit? We always do a, something out of left field mm-hmm. on every record. Right. But, yeah, for the most part, it's a pretty straightforward offspring record we we had a lot of songs that were kind of different and we thought oh, maybe we should kind of get back to back to basics here okay. a little right. bit. sounds like our old stuff that's, that's right yeah. that's what you're supposed to say right yeah.
<laughs> just yeah, that's what Sounds the fans like are clamoring style. for. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, most you, importantly, yeah. can we talk about the tacos at the Sabroso Fest? Do you guys absolutely? Have, are yeah. they? Because that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Have you eaten a lot of tacos at the Sabroso Fest in the past? I've I've eaten tacos. You've sampled. You can't eat a lot when you're when you're going to go jump around on stage. Oh, like so the, you have you know I, I can eat a lot of yeah, tacos, yeah. but that's a day off kind of activity. Yeah, you know, because you take it sure. seriously. Well, so well, why do you ask, yeah, Jensen? What in particular about these tacos? Because if they're going to be a taco fest, I'm going for it. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I like the, uh, clearly I like the bands, but I'm saying like I'm not going to go to a taco fest and not partake. No, it's good. Yeah, the carne asada. There's and there's usually a bunch of different different kinds. Yeah, booths and know. vendors. Yeah, yeah, a ton. So, God bless yeah. this place. It's so good. It's <laughs> Go so Saturday good. or Sunday, but mostly Sunday because they're playing. Yeah, um, the tacos are their both days. That's tacos are their both days. Yeah, and beer. And we have to, is Kobayashi going to be there? Right. That's Kobayashi's right. Kobayashi's going to oh, be there. The That's eating right. uh, the champion. Who yeah, eats tacos. The food we have a taco oh, eating contest really? every year with Kobayashi. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's our good friend. You thought I was aimlessly asking about tacos, and now we found out the real headliner. And we also have luchadors there, the Lucha Libre Wrestling. Uh, yeah, I hung out with Ramses the other day doing some promo for this. For this I saw your picture. And, it was awesome. Yeah, oh, he's amazing. Ramses is, is amazing. Real deal. So I, I had no idea that luchadors and Kobayashi were going to be there. Yeah. That's incredible. How did you, Dexter, you said he's a friend of yours. How did that happen? That's right. You know, we were in Japan, and we invited him to a show, and... He saw my hot sauce backstage, and I said, can you drink this? <laughs> and so he, he guzzled the whole bottle, and he said, I think I could drink like 10 of these. And, oh, wow. And that, that was it. We were off to the races. And uh, uh, we just we wanted to put together a taco contest. He eats some crazy amount every year, like 150 tacos or something, and mm -hmm. it's just really fun to watch. I love that if you're just waking up, you heard Dexter say, he saw my hot sauce backstage. What are they even saying? What's happening? What goes on? That's right. That's amazing. Um, was, were, there, was there any thought in not putting out an album because of how much the music industry has changed these days? And there are a lot of artists who just don't bother with that anymore, feeling like it's kind of antiquated a little bit. That's right. It would have only been like five years if we had done that. <laughs> yeah. You know, people just drop songs whenever and they feel like it doesn't have to be a cohesive package anymore like it used to be just because, you know, we yeah. live and die by whatever people want to stream. Yeah, we're kind of dinosaurs in that we still think of making music as making records. you got to make a whole record. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so we, we do think along those lines. But we have, we enjoy making music. We have our own studio down in Huntington Beach and we love getting in there and, and making music. That's, that's the other side of the coin. Going out and playing live is one side of the coin and then trying to create new music is the other. Have you ever had a writer's block? Ever had a problem coming up with a new Offspring song? I have it all the time. But uh, <laughs> fortunately, Dexter writes all the songs. So. <laughs> Dexter, has that well ever run dry for you? I think so. Uh, you know, the further you go, the more you feel like, well, how do I do something that's sounds like us but isn't exactly the same as something that we already did so that can be a challenge sometimes mm -hmm. have, plus, has there... i was gonna say plus you got all that smart guy stuff in your head i don't have that trouble yeah. right yeah i go hang out with noodles for a while and he, oh, he straightens yeah, me out I mean, how, how much I, this, every time he hangs out with me his iq drops about 10 points for a week or so oh, you know 10. how much different so, are those hats yeah. for you dexter yeah right De I'm being generous. I'm giving myself a break. Dexter, here. how much different are those hats for you? Like, is it completely different worlds? It seems like it would be. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just I have a lot of things that I enjoy doing, and uh, music, of course, is pr probably the one that I 
like the most, but I like mixing it up. And, and I think maybe getting out of that head is kind of good for you when you come back to it to try to be creative and write. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, sure. it must make either one seem fresh when you've been away from her for to- a while. Totally. Are you still flying? Yes, actually. Uh, I, I, I like it. <laughs> what's, the furthest, what's the furthest you can go with your plane? Uh, about halfway across the country in a Whoa, stop. Wow. I thought you were going to say Catalina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have like yeah. a real plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got a small a small jet called a Citation. And uh He did take it around the world once. Uh that was I did. Yeah. I did. I wasn't gonna say anything. I know. <laughs> Who I are really you, about it right Seriously. He's soloed, Dexter, he's cool, soloed his jet around the world. And I, you can only do it like three and a half hours at a time, right? Four hours at a time. I so. could do like a continent a day. So it took me wow. 10 days. Yeah. But yeah, I flew solo around the world uh, like 10 years ago. Dexter, I'm trying to figure out how to get my dog to London. <laughs> Is that something? I should have asked you this off the air. Is that something you can help me with? Can we oh, can, ask can, Johnny Depp about that, right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you might uh, want to go through the proper channels. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, would we have to stop in Iceland? Like, if I met you in New York and my wife and my dog and I jumped on board, would we have to stop or could we make it all the way to England? Yeah, no, you'd have to stop. We would make a stop in Greenland and then a stop in Iceland and then we'd be over there. But, yeah, you know, I can help you move. You can pack up the pack up the plane, put some boxes okay. in the back. Mm-hmm. Dexter, I That's feel right. Remember, like I was you're gonna joking, take... but I feel like you <laughs> yeah. totally would. I was you're serious. just that kind of a guy. Yeah. Oh, Sounds I'll like do fun. it. Yeah. It won't happen, though. Bean was supposed to come with me and my camper from Seattle to New Orleans. That's right. That's right. You know, that That's didn't right. happen. Yeah. You did offer. You did uh, offer. Yeah. All right. Um, you're going to be getting a text from me, Dexter. I'm sorry to say you're on the hook now. You are actually <laughs> flying me to England, so right. congratulations on that. This is a reality show waiting to happen yeah oh, I'm so in i'm gonna i'm so happy right now the acoustic show is sold out at the majestic ventura theater this thursday night but this weekend tickets still available they are headlining sunday night it is a great weekend of rock music including flogging molly and bad religion and good charlotte and the suicide machines and descendants and black flag and face to face and even more plus as jensen mentioned tacos yeah. plus you got the craft beer sobroso tacofest.com tickets are on sale now we love you guys, and it's great that you came in. And last question, I guess, is going to be this 99.9% album uh, that's finished. When do you expect we might hear the first of the new music from The Offspring? Uh, yeah, Noodles doesn't want to say because we keep I, on pushing it back. But, uh, <laughs> I've been I, wrong on this every, this, every this summer, time. Maybe? I'm, I'm, calling it, I'm calling it this summer. Oh, this right. summer. Which okay. New Offspring. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We love you so much. Uh, thank, thank you, you. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Allie, you ready to take us home? I am. Let's do it. Let's talk about uh, April Fool's. Mm-hmm. We discussed earlier how maybe a couple of us on the show got caught up in a little prank, and it didn't... It, it ruined our day, quite frankly. Ruined mine. I was terrified that I had somehow posted something naked on my stories. Nope, just my loser friend Cassie sending me something awful. Go back and listen to it on the podcast. My disappointment Mm -hmm. is immeasurable. Yeah. And my day is ruined. It truly was. Well, a lot of people's days were ruined that fell for these different stunts. Justin Bieber sharing an ultrasound photo on Instagram without a caption, which of course caused many of his fans to assume, oh, he and Haley Baldwin are expecting their first child. But then people started remembering, oh, wait, it's April 1st. Of course not. So then Justin Bieber shared a set of photos that showed Haley Baldwin with medical professionals touching her stomach area and wrote, if you thought it was April Fool's, 
so is she pregnant, you guys? No, it turns out he just used a ultrasound photo that a very astute fan realized. If you just Google ultrasound, that's the picture that comes up in the Wikipedia entry for Sonogram. It was, so, it was also a full-grown baby. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely, she was definitely pregnant yeah. probably about eight months, yeah. for sure. Guys, I, I don't know mm-hmm. Justin Bieber, but I, I feel like he's not ready to be a father yet. I'm glad this turned out to just be a hoax, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. Right. I mean, it just seems like he's got his own issues that he's working through right now, mm-hmm. and maybe spend some time on that and not on having a baby. It does seem like that has been his focus. He's walking yeah. away from music for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Robert. No, Robert. Uh, just Justin. And Jennifer Garner hopped on Instagram yesterday to reveal that she had written a book, a memoir titled Bless Your Heart. And she thanked all her family and friends. She said the whole process has been humbling and illuminating, taking me deep into places I didn't even know I could go. Well, she was lying. I don't even get this one. Bless Your Heart isn't even a book. It's not real. So her April Fool's is I'm coming out with a book? Yeah. So stupid. But not quite as stupid as Tom Brady's. Tom Brady, of course, uh, how old is he? 50? 50, 50-year-old 50 quarterback for the Patriots? Yeah, mid-50s. Um, he shared his first tweet writing, I'm retiring. In my spare time, I'll be tweeting. Good one, that's dog. Not even, that's not even well. Na- I mean, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it and try to make it realistic, you go after a lot of soul searching this off season. Giselle right. and I have decided it's time to spend more time with the family and enjoy ourselves. And thanks to the Patriots for all. The, I mean, you make it look realistic. Yeah. Or yeah, even set up uh, the Players Tribune or whatever, where everyone always retires. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, come on. Think about marketing, Tom. Well, Redbox announced a spoof service that would utilize drones to fly kiosks to customers' doorsteps. So if you wanted a movie, you could just get it via drone, which I don't know how far off they are from that. (laughs) I feel like that could be something we could have. Why would you need to get a DVD delivered via drone when you could just get it, get it on your phone? When you could just buy it and not open it? Oh, is that I thought you were going to say that? <laughs> no, when no. you could just stream kind of it is what I'm saying. Oh, sorry. What's the point? It should have a point or something. I She's guess right. the whole the whole point of of bringing these up is either we need really good April Fool's Day pranks or mm-hmm. we should just outlaw them. Right? Just a right. new law that passed if you if you try and prank someone, you will be killed. Well, we did talk about it yesterday that there's so it's so difficult now to determine what's fake and what's real in the news. We don't need anyone intentionally adding to the fake news. Correct. That is Unless true. it's about the Mall of America West, which by the way is awesome and you ought to go there. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of stores. Yeah. A lot of stores. The cheese store, Cheeses of Nazareth, is one of my favorite. I mean it's a great store. <laughs> is that real? Cheeses of Nazareth, yeah. <laughs> I'd eat all the cheese there. I'd be really sick, but I would ju- I'd do it just for the name. It's fantastic. Do you see the latest in the Wendy Williams saga? No, I did not. Oh, this is just a mess. So we found out that she has been living in a sober home. And then there were reports that she had left work one day and wound up getting very drunk. They found her, brought her back to the sober living home. And reports were that um, her husband, Kevin Hunter, and his mistress of 10 years had just welcomed a baby. So people were thinking, oh, how does she get out of this situation? Well, now Wendy Williams and her husband, Kevin Hunter, are taking steps to separate after 22 years of marriage. Here's where it gets super complex. Um, He's her manager. He also is partners with her at Wendy Williams Productions. Basically, he 
He owns half of everything she does, essentially. Yeah, Yeah, since the radio days. Yeah, they're so just completely tangled up in each other's business that I'm sure if if the problems that have been rumored for so long between the two of them, if any of those are true, I mean, that's probably why it's been so difficult for her just to pull away from him. But really bad situation. Do you guys think she's coming back to her show? She's been back. Yeah, I think she came back, right? Yeah, she's been back. Doesn't oh, sound like a good idea. Yeah, no. you weren't here, Bean. No. Yeah. She came back from her show, and remember, uh, it was that she had Graves' disease, yeah. and she had a problem with her shoulder. That's why she was taking time off. Yeah, when I left, it mm-hmm. was she's gone indefinitely. Nope. She came back, um, yeah. and she announced on the show, she said, I need to be up front with you guys. I have been living at a sober living house. And she didn't say what she was in the sober living house before, but she had alluded to her past problems uh, with cocaine and all of that. But the story was that she would literally be picked up right after work by a sober living coach. That coach would drive her to meetings and then drive with her back to the sober living house. So she was doing everything right, all the right steps, Mm -hmm. until whatever happened that one day where she heard that her husband had just had a baby and she wound up falling off the wagon. And the thing with that story was... Like, this is how insane of a trooper this woman is. She was found drunk, brought to the hospital, put on IVs, and showed up to work the next day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... Wow. that's trouble. That's trouble. That's that's a lot of years of being a functioning addict that we're just catching up with her. Okay, well, fingers crossed. Good luck. Absolutely. You guys, some birthdays for you. Christopher Maloney, Adam Rodriguez, Michael Fassbender, Jesse Plemons, Clark Gregg, and I believe someone that might play a big part in tomorrow's show. Dr. Demento, you guys. Yeah. Right? He's a man. Uh, he is the man. Let me say this first, and then we'll okay. explain. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness, and we all win with a commercial-free drive home with our friend Stryker at 5 p.m. today. Um, yeah, Dr. Demento, we were talking about earlier, we were all fans of the show, all mm-hmm. used to listen to it. Many of our listeners grew up listening to it on KMET and then on KLOS for a long, long time. It's not on the radio anymore, but I think he is still doing a version of it online. Mm-hmm. But he introduced so many classic comedy songs that we never otherwise would have heard of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, things like Fish Heads, huge mm-hmm. K-Rock oh, song back in the day. It was one. a Dr. Demento fight, exactly. All of Weird Al's early stuff, My Bologna and stuff like that, got played first on the D- Dr. Demento show. Mm-hmm. And, Allie, you said your favorite thing as a kid was something you used to hear on the Good Doctor show. Oh, well, my father had a tape of, I uh, assume that's where he heard it was Dr. Demento, of a farting <laughs> contest between Paul Boomer versus Lord Windesmere. And it's a blow-by-blow, <laughs> all-out, winner-takes-the-farting contest title and they would like rub their butt against like a farting pole to get their like farts activated and they described all these different farts that to a child nothing was funnier and nothing was funnier than seeing my dad just tears streaming down his face because my god fart humor and you haven't haven't heard it since I haven't so we don't know if this holds up that's oh, my question. I, it'll hold up. If you were if you were eight and you were laughing uh-huh. hysterically right? at part comedy, yeah. I get it. If right. you hear it today, though, do you think it's still funny? Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. for sure. We're going to revisit it. I've yes! never heard it. So we're going to revisit it on tomorrow's show. <laughs> and that involves how much uh, research by you? Well, it's a 15-minute uh, piece. <laughs> so I'm going to have to cut that way, way down. 
Uh, also on the program tomorrow, Jensen, you're going to introduce us to Beer Mug's new hero. He walks into a Taco Bell and he does what? He eat, he orders every single thing on the menu and then eats it. In one sitting. He's the world's strongest man as well in one sitting, yeah. Wow. Ooh. Does Taco Bell have a huge menu? Yeah, he spent uh, like 150 bucks or something. 200 okay. bucks. Wow. Yeah. He uh, won of everything, yeah. Also, um, there have been several stories in the news lately. One, uh, by coincidence, happens to involve a Mexican restaurant. A guy was seen on video, went viral this week. Maybe you saw it. He's furious how much of the menu in a Mexican restaurant is in Spanish. Because this is America, damn it. Speak English. Not understanding, I don't think that taco and burrito and enchilada are all Spanish words. Then there was another story that happened just yesterday in San Jose of a woman just furious, screaming at somebody at a gas station who is having a conversation with her friend in Spanish, which was her native tongue. Mm-hmm. This is getting crazy with these people who are, who are going off on people because they're speaking Spanish. Yeah, and I may have seen one yesterday as well. And I've oh, been, really? And I've been questioning whether I should have done something. I don't know. So we're going to talk <laughs> about that. I know it's a potentially touchy issue, but we're going to talk about that. And I bet in Southern California, it happens every single day where people give you the stink eye because you're speaking Spanish. Yep. And it's got to stop. Yeah, unless, uh, unless it's a cell phone that goes viral, we don't even know what exists, and I'm sure it happens way more than we think. Also, uh, we continue to give you Coachella tickets on the program tomorrow and access to the K-Rock house. And another quick reminder, if you've not yet picked up your tickets for Kevin Bean's April Foolishness, you need to do that. They are on sale now. The show is on the 26th, Friday, uh, the 26th of April. It's a great lineup with benefiting great charities, and you can get your tickets at AXS.com. Have a great day. We'll see you here tomorrow. Thanks. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.